The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? It is Monday, June 1st, and I am Kelsey Charles, and this is Megan Murray, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. Um, So a lot of heavy stuff is happening in our world right now, and Meg and I did some talking about this before we hit record on the show today, and we really feel like we would be remiss not to go ahead and talk about it and address it. Um, You hear a lot about sticking to sports, but we truly believe that commentary like that comes from within a vacuum and simply cannot be applied here because ultimately before we were sports podcasters and you know cowboys fans we're humans and we have decided and we've taken a stance that we're not going to sit on a throne of privilege and turn a blind eye because it does not affect us I think for a lot of us, we don't quite know where to start. Um, We may come from a good place and a well-intentioned heart, but we're afraid to say the wrong thing. Scared to come off as tone deaf or insensitive because quite frankly, we lack the perspective. So we choose to say nothing at all. Besides, for many of us in this day and age, we can just keep scrolling because it doesn't affect us and ultimately we will be okay. But what I've come to realize is that It is on us, the unaffected, to truly go out and help make change. We simply cannot expect the oppressed to be the only ones to speak up, to be the ones to free themselves from the oppressor. Rarely, if ever, in the history of the world has that ever been the case. Being a good person isn't easy, you guys. In fact, it's not always fun, and it certainly isn't convenient. But what it is, is worth it and so I would encourage you to open your eyes open your ears open your heart and truly lean into the discomfort because what you're feeling right now is what some people feel and have felt every single day yeah and tenfold Um, I feel like it's times like these that remind you it's not enough to just not be a racist person like you have to actively 
be anti-racist. You have to try to speak up whenever you see something, you say something, you stop someone from like a, even a little microaggression or like wrapping the N-word in a song. You have to stop like and make people realize um, how that like is not helping anyone's cause. You're not moving anything forward. You're holding us back. Um, so to our black community, I just from both of us, we see you, we hear you and we're uh we're standing with you yeah and we we view this as an open conversation um we obviously couldn't possibly know it all but um, we're committed to learning to continue to develop the best tactics that we can as active individuals in the society to be the best allies we can we can possibly be yeah, and I mean, I'm guilty of uh, not even realizing how much more I could actually do. Um, there are so many awesome resources that are available, and um, we'll definitely post some for you guys in case you're interested, um, just so we can all work on this together. So sports in Texas can resume without fans on May 31st, um, per Governor Abbott that came down this past week. I think there's been a lot of talk about um, governments reopening and leagues trying to figure out how they can handle um, sports coming back into our society amidst you know this global pandemic and coronavirus albeit they don't have a vaccine in place yet and so i think it's a very very touchy um, subject to be a part of um, i think you're seeing a lot of leagues the nfl came down and said with off-season programming the most recently they said you know we're going to make sure that we're treating this holistically where if one state um, you know, can't be doing something, we're not going to give another team an advantage to be able to be doing something that another state, team state can't be doing. So um, I think it, it's, it's a very interesting place to be in. Um, but specifically, we're seeing that Texas is indeed opening up. And as Governor Abbott said, May 31st, sports in Texas can resume without fans. And also, he um, came out and said that Outdoor stadiums and arenas can operate at a 25% fan capacity starting in June. I'm so. sure Globe Life Park is thanking him right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a big struggle. It was it was going to be really fun to uh, get that new stadium and uh, just go to a ball game there, and and then all of a sudden it never opens. Interesting to say the least, because I think again, like very exciting that you know for people that are looking forward to having sports back in their lives, but. It looks like it'll be probably a prolonged period of time for people in Texas to actually be watching sports in person because they're actually outside of FC Dallas. Yeah. In Dallas, there are no outdoor facilities. It's hot. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know what? I've gotten pretty comfortable on my couch, if you couldn't tell. So I think <laughs> I'll be okay if, as long as I can get a little, little something, something. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because, you know, as I mentioned before, we are, there's a lot of places that are reopening, and, you know, no matter what your, your opinion on that is, I think ultimately um, people are trying to find the safest ways to be able to participate in sports and participate in sports activities. And so I think you're going to see um, them trying to figure out if we can practice as a team, what does that look like now? You know, like no contact. Um, are you going to be able to hold practices like you used to be able to? Do you have to um, maybe 
maybe it is just enough to do no contact and you're just very careful about not touching your hands to your face. Yeah, um, I just have a couple questions about how you're able to uh, test people for coronavirus every day. <laughs> I don't know. And again, like that's what's so crazy about it to me because, you know, I think Coach, Coach McCarthy spoke this past week and um, he still... Just imagine getting a Q-tip up your nose every day. Right. Just imagine. I mean, he still said they don't have a plan in place for training camp, and so they're still working through all their options. So I think that still means that Oxnard is on the table, um, and then you have places like Frisco that are on the table. But they haven't even been able to meet in person yet, let alone figuring out what that's going to look like here for the future. So, um, And I know you used to run training camp, and you can kind of go into the ins and outs of, like, why it's such a big deal that they actually go out there. But to me, a, uh, a simpleton who doesn't know such things – um, yeah, I'm just like, it just seems like a bad idea to travel that far. Yeah. Well, so I was having this conversation. Was it you? I don't know. Someone yesterday. Probably. Um, yeah, probably was you. <laughs> but if we get to the point where we're actually going to be playing sports, I feel like um, what I feel like is going to be the case, in my personal opinion, and if I had to make a guess, I feel like you're basically going to be insinuating that you as a team and football um, specific individuals and football players where if you're vital to the team's operation, you're in essence kind of operating under quarantine together, where if you're a part of the team, like you're basically kind of quarantining with your teammates, if you will. So if you think of it from that perspective, because, you know, you, you're coming to work, you're assuming that you're going to be coming to work, you're assuming that you're going to be coming to practice in whatever form practice looks like. So basically you are kind of taking that, quote, risk that you could be potentially exposed. You're, you're quarantining with these people, basically. Yeah then why not it could potentially make sense for you to be on a plane together where you charter a plane and all of you go because basically you are again it's the same people you've been with it's nothing no additional people and then go to california and then don't have any fans i could see that potentially as something that could happen i don't know if it would yeah and then it's just i see that part i get that part i'm also in my head i'm like Okay, but these guys have families, too. So then when you think about they're they're quarantined together, are they able to see their families? Um, When they come back, do they see their families and expose them to what they could potentially be exposed to? That's where it gets kind of, like, a little scary. Well, that's the thing here. Everyone's like, well, there's a hotel here in Dallas up in Frisco, the Omni, that's basically connected to the star, and the players could stay there. But then again, that's... You, that means that then your family's that's a lot easier for your family to visit so like you know what I mean yeah it's it's a lot to ask of human beings <laughs> to not hang out with their families um just so we can watch them play sports yeah I mean I want it <laughs> don't get me wrong <laughs> yeah but it is it's like there's a lot to think about and I know they're going over every little thing yeah support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 
360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, 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 it's just even my mind kind of, my mind is blown even kind of just talking through the potential situations for training yeah. camp. Let, practice, let alone training camp. I mean, I've been, um, I actually got the chance to, you know, socially distant view a practice, a kind of a practice, um, the other day with uh, D-Rob. He came on our show. Oh, D-Rob. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and do it right now. He's a genius, you guys. He's amazing. I think WFAA also did a documentary, or I'm sorry, a special on him. Might as well be a documentary. Yeah, might as well. He's that interesting. Um, So I actually went out and watched him when he had a training session with some guys, and I got to see um, it was a bunch of NFL wide receivers. Um, The only... Cowboys-esque person was Lance Lenore, but he's not on the team anymore, so, um, but it, you know, basically, everyone was pretty much, like, you know, keeping their distance from each other, and, um, you know, they weren't, like, touching their face or anything like that, and there wasn't any contact. In the Hand sanitizer of, on deck? Yeah, pretty much, like, there wasn't any contact and how they were, they weren't, like, really touching each other yeah. with the drills and everything. It was very, like, individual, like, the contact that you had was you and the ball. And so the ball would be, like, your point of potential, like, contact with anything. And, right. again, it was a lot of, like, not touching your face, like, you know, hand sanitizer type situations. I honestly imagine that um, that process, if ever they get to gameplay, fingers crossed, that's going to be a big thing is changing out the ball every, um, maybe every play. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I wish I knew the number off the top of my head, but like even on game days, so they keep days, a lot of balls. Yeah, game days you have to prepare a certain amount of game balls, and you have to prepare a certain amount of, of kicker balls. And so I even wonder if you'll see this um, trickle down effect into the equipment that is actually being used on game days too. Like, are they going to increase the number of balls that are being you know submitted to the referees for gameplay? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I didn't even think about that until we just had this conversation. Now, <laughs> honestly, um, yeah, it's like you feel like you're like, okay, I could see how this could be a thing, and then it's just like, but what about this? And you're like, oh, whoa, hold yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is a lot bigger than just like getting these guys on the field. It's yeah. There's so many intricacies you have to think about. Yeah. And yeah, man, I didn't even think about that. And it's just like it's it's so contagious. So, and it's still up in the air about every other day, it's it's this way, it's this way. It could be this way a little bit, too, and you're like, ah, yeah, I'm never leaving my apartment again. Right. Um, but, yeah, it'll be really interesting. And I thought um, also, this is a little bit of a sidestep, but the NHL, did you see their, like, um, round robin? Yeah. So, I also- I thought that was really interesting, and I know um, that – what was it? The Dallas mayor was really uh, pushing for them to come here. Oh, that really? might have been. I don't know if it was the mayor. I could be wrong. But it was like, I didn't see that. it was that or um, like the GM of the Stars or something like that. But um, yeah, Tom Gillardi. 
basically the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's interesting too. Again, like watching how these other professional teams are um, are adapting. Um, Mark Cuban came on. Um, well, first let me tell you about NHL. So, and Meg, give me color commentary too. But sure. Basically, the NHL has decided that they are going to play out the rest, not the rest of the, se- the season, but starting, stopping, what was it, like March 11th, wherever your team was in the standings, um, they have, they've now moved you into an expanded playoff setting. So it's going to be like kind of high school <laughs> tournament style where they'll play in four different cities. And um, I, and I'm, I don't remember all the full details, but again, it's going to be an expanded playoff. So it's not going to be as small Stanley Cup playoff as it normally is, obviously considering the circumstances, but you'll have like the top teams from the divisions are going to be competing and it's gonna be round robin style um they're i guess basically gonna be like quarantining together no fans and that's how they're gonna play out the stanley cup well and i think they had the way they just like had it projected or whatever they have the stars at like a four seed that could move into a one seed which there was also this reddit thread that i was just like really thankful for like people just doing the most (laughs) Um, and like how we, uh, we started the season with Jim Montgomery. Um, then he, you know, he, uh, he had some problems that he had to go. So we had Rick bonus come in and then, um, there was a day where he was not there and they played the blues and it was John Stevens. So he has the uh, best record in the NHL because he has Steven. he has a one zero like record. Stephen Johns? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was like John Stephen. You know what? <laughs> You're thinking you went, well, we're going full stars on a Cowboys podcast, but John Stephen is the Cowboys is is Jerry Jones's grandson's name, which is exactly why you said that. It is. <laughs> However, he is 1-0 in his coaching career, and it's against the Blues. So I'm just saying, Stanley Cup, just things to look if forward to. If we're st- Yeah, we're starting the championship city in Dallas one sport at a time. I, I love that mentality, <laughs> Meg. I also feel like um, you might see something with the NBA. I know that um, Mark Cuban was on Pardon My Take the other day, and he was kind of – I always enjoy when he goes on there. I just enjoy that show in general. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but – yeah, and he was saying how, you know, they're trying to work through some possibilities right now and, and something along the lines of, like, quarantine league could be a thing. Um, I can tell you, I, in my 9-to-5 job, um, I heard about, um, like, the big three, so which is um, it's the, the basketball league big three. They were talking about doing, like, a quarantine house where they basically took – players and they quarantine them and if you left the house you're breaking quarantine and you couldn't play but at this house you would just play tournaments and games and like that would be it was almost like reality tv-esque and like big brother very much like big brother meets <laughs> nba you know that's my stuff <laughs> so my drug of choice honestly it's gonna be so interesting to see how these teams a even get the players together to be playing as safely as possible i think no matter what, because there is no, there is no vaccine right now, we can't possibly assume that these players will never be exposed. We don't know that they will, right. but I think they, whenever they participate in this sport before a vaccine, anything kind of remotely contact, you are ultimately 
acknowledging the fact that you could potentially be exposed. Yeah, and I think it, they are doing a good job of giving them every resource um, if, or from what they're saying. Yeah. That they're going to give them every resource that if they were to contract it, that they'd be taken care of. I don't know what kind of constellation that is. Right. Some people, like, when they get it, they're not super affected by it. And some people, it's like end-all, be-all. So there are people dying from this, and they're not all old. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I think there was, there's, you know, big teenagers. There's a 20-year-old in Dallas that died. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, um... I, I, we can talk hypotheticals all day. Yeah. I think what we've been seeing is um, that they're obviously these leagues and these team owners and these GMs and these coaches have a lot of tough decisions ahead. I think they'll have some they're going to be mandated by the league, and I think they're going to have some they're going to have to make on their own. And it'll be really interesting. Um, I think you'll see a, a hybrid of things that'll live across the board, like I said, from a league perspective, but also just from a country perspective. I know my organization that I work at, we're not talking about going back yet, but when we do, we have been told by our leadership that, hey, when you come into the office, um, at least for a certain amount of time, you'll, you will be required to wear a mask or we'll provide one for you. We're gonna also take your temperature um, coming and going. And then also we're gonna do a daily survey with you before you come into the office about if you've been exposed to someone who might have coronavirus, have you been exposed yourself or have you been traveling internationally um, in the past 14 days? So I think you it's very plausible that things like that could be implemented as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's unprecedented. Yeah. I, you've seen it before, but you guys, we're living this, – this 2020 is, is a history book chapter. It's going to be a long chapter. Yeah. But it, I think we're seeing It'll it. be a long and important chapter. We'll say that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and 2021 might be one too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't know, Meg, if you had... Love my fridge. If you heard it, I hope you heard it. <laughs> at, least, at least you have ice now. <laughs> yeah, seriously, at least it's functioning. Uh-huh. Really need it with it being that hot outside. Honestly, I went through quarantine like the first three weeks, three and a half weeks without any ice, which made making beverages very difficult. Yeah, we I, had to get really creative. We did. <laughs> it was frozen best. grapes, highly recommend. Frozen grapes and blueberries. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I don't know, Meg, if you have other thoughts on, you know, sports coming back into action, um, anything as of late right now. I know this episode's probably going to be a little shorter than what most of our episodes are. We've given you a lot of long ones, so just be thankful. Yeah, and <laughs> I know that um, it's a weird time right now. We've got... Some really, really cool guests that are coming up and lined up for you guys in the in this week and the coming weeks. So super excited um, for you guys on that. We'd love to hear from you on what um, topics and things you want to talk about on the show. Um, I've said it before, and I know Meg has too. This show is just as much your show as it is our show. So make sure you guys um, tweet us. Let us know what you want to hear. I'm on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. Meg is at Meg Murray with four R's. And if you guys are not already subscribed to the Blogging the Boys podcast feed, then what are you doing? Yeah, seriously, what are you doing? (laughs) But make sure you go ahead and get subscribed. You can find our podcast on Monday and Friday um, wherever you get your podcasts at 
could be Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, rate and review, that's really helpful for us too. We do appreciate it. And um, I do want to make sure that I end this show similarly to how we began it. Um, I read something the other day and I wanted to read it to you guys. It's by the writer Robin D'Angelo. And she says, Interrupting the forces of racism is ongoing. Lifelong work because the forces conditioning us into racist frameworks are always at play. Our learning will never be finished. So I would encourage you all um, as we go through this uncomfortable time to stay with the discomfort because ultimately what we're seeing right now, this is not politics. These are basic human rights. So um, do not wait to care until it affects you. We'll see you guys Friday. <laughs>